So, the big question is this. How do regular golfers like us, who have jobs, families and very little spare time, how do we improve our golf and lower our handicaps? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Paul Gray. Welcome to Golfing Secrets. Welcome to episode 16 of the Golfing Secrets podcast. Um, a little bit different this one, uh, as you can tell. Uh, you, you can see my ugly mug if you're watching uh, the video version of this. And um, so doing things a little bit different this this week. We've uh, also recorded a uh, podcast uh, or an interview with a lady called Sean Evans, who is uh, currently a player on the Rose Series um, series of tournaments and also um, has played on the European Tour or the Ladies' European Tour. Um, she's got an interesting story and um, I was fortunate enough to, to have a lesson with her. She's actually a pro at our local golf club and um, uh, I, I had a lesson with her and in between doing the lesson we decided we'd uh, we'd actually sort of record the podcast in between doing doing the lessons so um, hopefully everybody enjoys that but before we get to that um, I just wanted to do a quick quick snapshot review of of the PGA Championship great tournament this week um, has raised some questions or at least I, I feel it's raised some questions um, certainly when it comes to live and world golf rankings and the likes um, so obviously Brooks Kepka won the tournament, his uh, third PGA Championship, and um, that puts him up up there with the likes of Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, um, I think it was Gene Sarazen, um, and uh, a couple of other real legends of the game. He's now won five majors, so for me that does put him up there with with the legends, um, uh, and certainly in terms of uh, his achievements. And um, as I say, one of the only ones to have won it three times. Now, it does. He's, he's also obviously the first live golf player to um, to have won a major. And it, for me, it certainly sort of raised some questions when it comes to things like live world and and the world golf rankings. Because at, at the moment, live players don't get world golf rankings, and. I think that over time, what that would mean is that less and less of them get to play on the major championships. And for me, I've, I have to say, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching and seeing some of those players playing in the major or the first two majors of the year. Certainly at Augusta, um, you know, Mickelson shooting a sort of a, an almost record round um, uh, or, or certainly not a record round, but certainly I think it was his best final round, I think, um, at the Masters. And uh, and obviously with Brooks Kepka this week winning the championship PGA Championship for his uh, for his fifth major has certainly certainly put some questions I think in terms of whether or not live tour players should get world ranking points for their tournaments. Now I, I've I've sat a little bit on the fence with it, and and this is the first time that I'm actually sort of suggesting or, or saying actually that I I believe that live golf tour players should get golf rankings. Now, I'm not saying they should get exactly the same amount as they do for regular PGA Tour events, and there's there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, the first is that, obviously, they only play three rounds in a tournament, so you can't really justify giving the same amount of world golf ranking points as you do for a four-tournament event, which the PGA Tour uh, events all are. Also, and I think this is more 
um, relevant is actually the fact that there's no cut on the live. So there's no real pressure on the players to make the cut. And I think pressure can do all sorts of things to players when they're, they're, they're trying to make the cut. And um, it puts pressure on those that are actually, you know, near the cut. They might be under it at the, to start with, but if they don't start playing well, then that gets into their minds. And I think, you know, they could certainly um, maybe play one or two poor shots because they're thinking about it too much. Or So, so I think not having a cut, I think, plays a massive impact into how people play and the fact that you know because there's no pressure for them to make the cut because they're always going to be earning money each week you know they've all got big lump sums to join and I can't blame them for doing that for sure but um, there's no pressure on them to even make a cut so how can you justify giving the same amount of world ranking points to those that uh, that are on the PGA Tour? I just can't see them doing it. The fact that they play three tournaments, yeah, equally, you know, they shouldn't. They certainly shouldn't get the same amount of, of golf ranking points. Um, but I do feel that they should. I do miss seeing some of those players playing, and a lot of that's down to the fact that the live golf tour coverage just isn't as easily accessible it's just not as good and uh, as a result of that I just don't get to see those players unless they happen to be playing in the major championships and for me that's a real disappointment um, because irrespective of their choices you know clearly they've, they've, they've gone for the money and I can't blame them for that but um, they can't be justified by getting the same amount of world golf ranking points but I think they should at least have the opportunity World Golf ranking points are given to other tours um, that aren't on the PGA or aren't necessarily the PGA event, PGA Tour events. So I think it, it does seem a little bit um, unfair for them to not at least get the opportunity to get World Golf ranking points. Um, now, obviously, they're going to be smaller or they should be smaller, but um, and, and it still may mean that not as many get into the majors, but at least it gives them an opportunity. So um, that's my, my piece for this week on, on, on live, really. Um, hoping to get to see an event um, or see the England event uh, in, I think it's July, I think it is, um, the beginning of July. So hoping to get to see that and uh, we'll, we'll sort of see how it goes. But uh, that's my two penneth for this week uh, on live. Yeah, I, I think they should be getting world golf ranking points, but just not as many because there's a lot of factors to take into consideration when it comes to that. Um, and, and that's my piece on live. So it's now a case of sort of getting into the main content. As I say, it's uh, an interview that we did with Sean Evans in between me having a lesson. And um, hopefully you like the, uh, the content. Um, if you are watching it on the video, then please post your comments beneath the video. Uh, that's on our YouTube account. And uh, if you're listening to this, you can, um, if you're listening to it, certainly on Spotify, you can add any comments or, or questions into the Q&A section. Um, otherwise, if you're not watching it on the video and you're not listening on Spotify, listening on the other uh, podcast um, services, then you can send us feedback at feedback at howtopractice.com. Anyhow, that's enough from me. You've seen my ugly mug for long enough and um, heard my dogsit tones enough. So let's get to the uh, main content and the interview with Sean Evans. Thanks for listening and watching.
Yeah, it's a lovely backdrop today, isn't it? Yeah, it's, oh, nice, it's glorious. Isn't it? So nice. Cool. Right. Well, we've, we've just taken a bit of a break from from my lesson, which is going extremely well. Um, um, uh, uh, change we've been working on is is really really is seems to be going really well. Um, so we'll we'll talk about perhaps a little bit about that later. But um, so I suppose we want to sort of get to know you a bit and yeah. get to sort of know where you sort of come from. Mm -hmm. and so how do you how do you sort of get into golf to start with? So I got into golf through my dad. So my dad and granddad played um, and were members of a club um, near where we lived. Um, and I always used to badger them and just say, can I come, can I come? I used to have my own little like tiny club. And I, this was, I was must be like three or four, right. really little. Um, and I used to just go around with them when they played like on a Sunday afternoon and stuff. Um, I'm just really loved it but back then a lot of the time juniors were restricted to memberships um, a little bit older so I right. think at the club they were at was about eight years old or something so I kind of learned at, you know pitching parts and things like that um, my dad built me a net in my garden so I could have a little go um, and then yeah when I was eight I joined um, the golf club so that's kind of where it all started, started really yeah started. yeah and obviously you sort of obviously progressed fairly well and, and got into yeah. was was it did you play for england what was the yeah so i played for kent first so i played for kent um i think i was about 10 or 11 so a couple of years after i really started yeah. playing properly and then i was in the england set up from 11 so right, all the way okay. through to 18. So, so. so being in the england what does that involve being in sort of the england setup so um a lot of it's coaching so sort of at the age of 11 it's you go to it used to be in regions um so it'd be like the best sort of six to eight girls in your region and you'd go up in age groups basically right. and then i sort of started properly playing for england um about 14 or 15. Okay. so in sort of okay. under 16s matches and things like that um all the way up to under 18s like um all the big matches that you play against sort of um, scotland ireland and stuff all like right that. So, okay yeah and what sort of, I mean, I imagine when you're, when you're into that sort of setup, yeah. having never ever been in it, um, <laughs> what, what's the sort of commitment wise? I mean, obviously, I suppose your parents are obviously yeah. a lot of driving for your parents. Yeah, my and, poor parents. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, so it's, um, we used to do, so Kent training, used to, I did that all the way through as well. So I sort of did both alongside yeah. to play for Kent and England at the same time. Um, and they were about once a month each. Um, and you'd go for, especially England, you'd go for a whole weekend. So it'd be after school on a Friday, driving up to Woodall Spa, um, getting dropped off, mum and dad having to go home, come back and pick me up again on Sunday. So it was kind of, yeah, it was a massive commitment from them. Um, but it was, yeah, a lot of training, um, a lot of, like I said, these coaching weekends, we'd play a lot, um, yeah. sort of practising together and things like that. Did it, did it sort of, is it predominantly sort of, golfing in terms of swing and coach management and course management that sort of thing or did was was it sort of fitness was obviously a, th yeah. a thing then as well it's yeah. not as though it's, we're not yeah. talking that long ago no so, no um, i mean i mean we're talking well so i'm 31 now so yeah it's when i was a teenager so it, it was sort of beginning the fitness stuff back yeah. then obviously it's a lot more involved now i think but yeah we had physio um all that sort of stuff um sh sort of teaching us how to use stuff in the gym and all that kind of thing diet um yeah. uh yeah it was all very much like a learning process that sort of you started from the beginning and worked through um but no it was brilliant i loved it we did a lot of um, psychology as well so we used to have psychologists come in and right. speak to us but from a coaching point of view it was actually a lot more 
course management, I would say we would go out and um, play a lot more with the coaches that were assigned to us and things like that, um, rather than necessarily a lot of swing work because everyone kind of had their own coach. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I suppose because you're already identified as being a, a, a yeah. good player, yeah. So it's not they're not going to want to change no. your your swing no. necessarily. It's, no. it's more about yeah. the other side. Yeah, of it. definitely. Okay. Yeah. And so then that sort of has, has led to then you then went out into the States to yeah. do some, what, what happened sort of there? How, yeah. did, you, how did that come about? So um, I started, so it's a cut, usually to go to the States, it's a bit of a process. You have to be looking probably about two years before you're due to go. Right. Um, just from a recruitment point of view. And you actually usually commit to where you're going to go about a year before. So at 17, you've kind of got to know where you're going by then um so i started writing to a lot well i say i my dad (laughs) helped me a lot um started writing to uh, all the different colleges that i kind of were interested in um and i sort of picked out the ones that i was oh i like the look of that or you know that's a good area that kind of thing um got a lot of responses back um actually met a few of the coaches at the british girls because they used to come over oh right okay so they would come over and recruit um at the big tournaments like british girls and stuff um so i met a couple of them there they were like we're really interested um why don't you come out and have a visit so i visited four different universities um in a short um, short space of time and then they then offer you what they want to offer you um so i had four brilliant offers so then I had to choose where I wanted to go where where were the offers from the offers were um, Georgia State University which is Atlanta Florida State um, UNLV which is University of Nevada at Las Vegas and then East Tennessee State which is where Where I actually ended up going yeah and I had yeah four full scholarships um, offered which was amazing yeah which was amazing Um, and I actually just (laughs) It's funny because my dad was like, you're not going to Las Vegas. <laughs> right, okay, okay. In the nicest way possible. Yeah, he was yeah. like, I'm not sure this is the place for you. It was, uh, yeah, it was great, but That's not. Dad, dad yeah, mode switching in. Dad yeah, mode, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yes, and then I chose from the other three. And it was just more, to be honest, um, where I ended up going was a lot more European-based. So um, the whole time I was there, the whole four years, I don't think we had one American on our team. Right. We were all European. Okay. Um, I had a couple of Canadians, but yeah. Yeah, it was much more sort of European based, so I felt like I fitted in a bit more um, in that situation. And this is this is East Tennessee. Yeah. So what's the what's the name? What's the lo- the name? The logo? What's the, the- uh, Buccaneers? There's a pirate. Yeah. So it is Buccaneers, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, so it's that Tampa, I'm trying to think of the American football team that's out there. It's Tampa Buccaneers, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. Is yeah, yeah, Buccaneers, yeah. So on our all our um, stuff, we've got little pirate logos, yeah, because right. that's okay. our, yeah. Okay. My, my daughter's uh, one of her best friends at school. Mm. She's out in the States now oh, cool. uh, doing, doing golf out there. Oh, amazing. I'd like to think it is East Tennessee, but you said Florida as well, and yeah. I don't know if it's one of the Which, Florida ones. I, yeah, I, she, she'll kill me for not, not knowing <laughs> the right one. Knowing. Um, but she's out there now doing oh, it. Amazing. And she had a pool scholarship yeah, as well. As yeah. And sort of amazing. As well. So, oh, oh cool. That's so good cool. To, yeah. Uh, good to see this. And then from there, you went into the coaching. We'll talk about the coaching in, yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Right. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, so I've... Uh, been well and truly put through my uh, paces. <laughs> um, thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. Bit to uh, a bit to work on, but it was it was certainly uh, 
yeah, really, I think will really help. Yeah, very um, and, productive, uh, I think. Very good. Yes, indeed. Yeah. It's nice to actually see when you actually, it's funny when you go to lessons, if you don't come out of it thinking as though you've actually achieve something yeah, can be a bit demoralizing <laughs> yeah, um, and you but, see well just from your you've totally changed your shot shape and miss so yes, which is amazing yeah, really yeah if you think at the start everything was yeah. outright yeah. and then now everything's drawing well, slightly, drawing slightly left, yeah. left and yeah. just um, so it's been a much yeah and a much nicer strike without without having too much effort and changing too, and changing much. too much. Yeah, exactly. Felt quite sort of natural. So, Good. so fingers crossed that will uh, that will now be record scores <laughs> yeah, now. Hopefully, um, here, we, here we come. Here we come. Um, so, so before we were talking about college and and mm -hmm. out in the states, and then so what was the next sort of transition for you? So, what was sort of? Um, so, I played obviously played so much out in the states, and always thought, right, I'm going to turn pro. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to play full time that's kind of my goal um I actually got injured in my last event out in the states quite badly um bad wrist injury um and obviously I couldn't have all my rehab and stuff done there which would have been brilliant because um I think they would have probably picked it up sooner what was wrong right. um but I had to come home because my visa ended and all sorts so I came home and was basically told you'll probably never play golf again not to a competitive level mm. um just too much damage and whatever in my wrist um so i didn't play for about eight months right okay so i was like oh god what am i gonna do not sure so i started my pga and was just gonna go straight down the line of just coaching working um yep. sort of dealt with you know the fact that i probably wouldn't play um so so so, so on that in terms mm. of so the route to sort of getting onto tours and things mm. you don't do you have to be pga qualified no you don't have to be pga no. qualified no to get on tour you just have to go to q school right yeah that, so that it is yeah okay and is that yeah. that's the same for obviously because i don't know as much mm. about the ladies game yeah um in terms of the, how that works is yeah. it is it similar similar How's to it? the men's yeah so um i did do q school twice which i'll come on to in a second but um yeah similar to the men's i think men have three stages where women have two um, so it's slightly shorter, um, but yes, yeah, yeah, you have to go to Q school. Still, you yeah, do. basically. Okay. Um, right. So, so a difficult time then, really, I suppose. Yeah, it was. was. Yeah, it really was. Um, but I sort of come to the terms of it that that was going to be the case, and that was it, really. Um, so I, I thought, right, got a job, started my PGA. Um, that's three years of university again. So I'd just done four years and was going into another three years, um, but working at the same time, which was great. Absolutely loved it. And then I saw a chiropractor, someone recommended to me, about, so this was about eight months later, who literally fixed my wrist in about two weeks, which was just unbelievable. And they, they said, I can't believe you've been told what you were told. So... Yeah, so it's a did bit you, of a miracle. Do you want to go back and beat <laughs> yeah, down those doors? Yeah, and, I did. And sort of... <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't be here where I am now without doing my PGA. You know, um, I've met some amazing people, worked at a couple of great clubs, um, obviously here now at Rochester, which I absolutely love. Um, so yeah, so I worked for about three years, I would say, um, sort of doing PGA events um, in the region and things like that. And then I thought, right, I'm going to go to Q school. Those PGA events, are they the ones that are set up for teaching professionals for the main? Is that what? Yes, mainly. Um, although 
because when you do your PGA, um, yes, you've got teaching professionals, but there are people on there that play full time as well. Oh. They sort of do a bit of both. Um, so the standard is very good. Um, tournaments are good. Yeah. It's quite, you know, prize money and stuff's good. Um, so, yeah, no, they're really good events. Um, so, yeah, from that, I started to play on that for a bit. And, you know, I thought, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to give this a bit of a go. Went to Q School for the first time got through first stage, uh, just missed a card by a couple of shots in the second stage. So I thought, right, I'm really going to give this a bit of a go now. Um, going to play a lot more, a bit more full-time, but like based in England. Um, and I did some um, Ladies European Tour Access series, which is the sort of the tour below. Played a few of those events. Um, and at the end of that year, went back to Q School, got my full cards, came full foot Q School, which was right, which amazing. Good, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Um, and then, yeah, 2019, I had my first full year on tour. Um, playing, obviously, all over the world, um, travelling everywhere. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. But then, obviously, 2020, COVID. Yeah, COVID. But when, you're, when you're actually on, on the tour and sort of doing that, you always... Mm. Always feel it's sort of quite tough if you're not right at the top in terms yeah. of, I mean, how do you fund those sorts of things? And and it's that do you know because it's, yeah. it's not cheap travelling no, around the world it's and, not cheap, and, no, and, not and doing that. How did how did you find that sort of? So I did um, a bit of fundraising. So the club I was at before um, were quite supportive um, and I did a bit of like fundraising with them with charity, like sort of my own charity day sort of thing, you know, um, which was brilliant. I had a little bit of help from a smaller sponsor who sort of helped me, um, who helped me out a bit as well, which was brilliant. Um, But other than that, it was prize money. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. And and the prize money, I mean, obviously the ladies European tour is obviously that bit, Better, a lot better yeah. than than you're likely to get in the local PGA yeah. sort of events. Yeah, of course. Um, so, so you did a year for that, and then COVID hit. COVID hit. Um, still continue to play though. So we um, at the beginning of COVID. Um, so the that sort of what well, it was sort of started in January, didn't it? Really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in January I went to Australia. All right, okay, okay. So I was flying and it was the most surreal thing because obviously here we weren't totally aware about it, but I flew to Hong Kong. Right. to go to Australia and I, I remember texting my parents saying god something's not right this is really weird like because right. they were all wearing face masks and everything whereas we didn't wear them for a long time did we so um yeah I thought god there's this is weird and then sort of was in Australia for about a month um went to went to the Middle East and then um went to South Africa and we kind of got rushed out of South Africa in the end because of lockdowns that's kind of when they're all starting in March so in that sort of two month period I was away is when it all sort of happened and then we didn't play a tournament again until August so yeah it was yeah and considering you're at that time you're you're obviously on a tour and you're making your living by playing yeah aren't you that's where you're getting your your sort of income from ultimately so so, so during that sort of that sort of period, did you then go on to because there were other uh, who was it uh, Justin Rose? Yes, he had yeah. the Rose sort of series yeah. which he introduced, which I did. Sort of yeah, part of that, and you did that. Yeah, okay. yeah, which was brilliant. And obviously that series now is still going, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's got a lot of support. A lot of the girls support it. Um, it's obviously got good funding. Um, yeah, it's brilliant, and I think it will continue. They've now made it into. So we've just had the five one day ones um and then there is a three-dayer at rocket hall 
in September. Right, okay, okay. So that's good prize money. Um, Brock, I'm sure I've played at Brocket Hall. Yeah. I'm sure I've played there. It's called the Melbourne um, Club now. The Melbourne it? Club, right, yeah, okay. at Brocket Hall. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay, so bit of a dodgy time through, yeah. through COVID, as yeah. I suppose, for, for, for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then you... So did you just stay doing the, the rows and then yeah, so, tour again or what was the... Yeah, I did. So I um, did the rows and then when European tour started up again, I played those. Um, and in that time, I just started working here. Right. So that sort of coincided with that. Um, played the rest of the season. And then um, 2021 again, um, obviously still COVID, struggled a bit with funding Um travel was very difficult um and it was because i was working um it was all the sort of isolation periods and things like that and yeah. i found it very difficult to to balance it all out and you know i think at that time it was if you traveled you had to isolate and then i couldn't work yeah. so i just said right i'm and I, I then got injured again not seriously but i had a shoulder injury um i said right i'm not gonna bother i'm just gonna work um, and play, I played in a couple, um, and that was it really. And then, yeah, that sort of. So, sort of is, is that is that sort of where sort of the, the coaching side of it is really sort of that's your main thing now? Are you? Yeah. So I know, I know recently you've had some results yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah. go pretty well. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can't remember yeah. what the events were, but I think you had a win. Um, and a... Yeah, so I had a win um, in the Guildford Alliance Championship. So the Guildford Alliance is um, sort of a long-running... Um, I would say it's like a pro society almost. Um, it's based in all the sort of best clubs in Surrey and Hampshire throughout the winter. So it's like a October to April kind of series of events, right. Alder Merit type thing. Um, and we played 36 holes at Wharton Heath and I won it. Wharton Heath yeah. is where the British Masters was, yeah. was played. Yeah. We actually went up to, to that one to, oh, to watch that, which yeah. was good. Yeah, so now I won that and then I came sixth at the Row Series at the Grove. So, nice. yeah, which was nice. really good. Yeah. My brother's just had some lessons down at the Grove, actually, I think, nice. yeah, or recently. So, oh, nice. Uh, okay, so, so has that sort of made you think, obviously, you're still doing the coaching, you enjoy yeah. doing the coaching. Love it, yeah. Um, is, there a, is there a part of you that says, or oh, perhaps focus back on to the... Yeah, so this winter I had a bit of a... I don't know what you'd really call it. I just said, right, I'm going to actually put a lot of effort in this winter and work on things that I need work, that need work, um, my swing and different bits and bobs. So I, I do want to play like a full season, but not probably not travelling. I'll yeah. play PG, as many PGA events as I can. I played all the rows. Um, I'll play a couple of... Um, so Access Tour, I've got a couple of events in England, um, which are like three dayers. Okay. Um, and then I've got women's PGA, which is national, so national events, and okay. it's good money. And yeah, I'm just going to play play a lot more, but just a bit more local based, I think. Right. Does, uh, with some of those events, does that sometimes give you access? If you do do well in them, mm. that then gives you access to maybe the odd European tour event. Yeah. Now, or so, yeah, the it... access stuff especially. Um, I so I've still got a partial European tour card, um, so. It just depends on if I can get into any events or not, that yeah. if I might play a couple um, or even for next year, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, we'll sort of see what happens with see that. What I happens in, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose by not being 
just on the tour and, and mm. using that as your way mm. of getting getting money in yeah, ultimately some whole living, yeah. then I suppose it takes a little bit of pressure off yeah, also when you're playing as, yeah. well, as well I suppose I can, do you know what I found when I was playing full time I found it was very pressured all the time it was always very um, you know you've got to play well to pay your mortgage and things like that and it was it was it got to the point where it was very it almost becomes unenjoyable yeah and yeah. you know i still want to play golf to enjoy it and actually you know if it's a bit of bonus money then that's great yeah. but through my job and working and coaching and whatever I, i've got that and then i can play golf more for the, for the fun actually of it enjoy it. it rather than you know and enjoy working on it and practicing it rather than feeling like it's you've got to do that the be all and end all yeah I, do you know I, I do think sometimes when i'm playing i think i i, I think it I've always been a bit that way anyhow, mm. certainly when I've played hockey and, and that. I've always mm. been winning, after win yeah. and everything. And for me, it's not actually about winning events. It's For me, it's about getting my handicap down. Mm. That's my, yeah. that's the driver yeah, for me wanting to get better. Yeah. And just, I just want to get as low as I can yeah. and, and sort of do that. Yeah. But if you're, but it's not my income. No. At no. the moment, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And, no, and, and no. unlikely to be in the future. No, yeah. golf, so, so. Um, oh, and don't, don't get me wrong. I, if I'm playing an event, I'm playing it to win it. But it's you know, if it doesn't happen, I don't have to beat myself up quite as much. Yeah, the yeah, fact that I've yeah. earned no money, you and know, we, it's we are good a at little that, bit golfers, But we beat ourselves up. Yeah. Um, I was, I was, talk, I was uh, looking at some numbers for putting stats. Yeah. Putting's my thing. Yeah. And and. And we were looking at, you know, the make percentages for certain distances. Yeah. And I think it was something like on the PJ Tour, from 10 foot and in, they're only making sort of 50% yeah. or something. Yeah. Of them. And we beat yeah. ourselves up if we missed a 10 foot yeah, putt. I know. And, I know. and it's, it's, I've definitely taken that certainly into my putting. I tell my listeners that just, all the time. Yeah. Just don't, yeah, you know, know. You, you set our expectations too, too high. high. Yeah, um, definitely. But it's certainly sort of good to do. Yeah. So coaching's the thing. Yeah. And you're sort of doing that. <laughs> Is there a particular area i mean obviously we've worked on sort of mid irons and yeah. and, and long longer long, stuff, long, yeah. longer irons as well um but is there a, an area that you feel that you you enjoy more or is it is there a specialist area for you um, is there, i love short game so i do love teaching short game because i think so many people can improve in that area especially club yeah. golfers amateur golfers yeah. um just even from shot selection club selection that kind of thing um so yeah, i do love i do love a short game lesson but i do i i, I like on course lessons a lot um i think people don't necessarily really think about course management at all um from, from a club golfer point of view um and when you tell them certain things they're like Oh, yeah, I would never have thought of that. You know, so I love those sorts of lessons. But then equally, like we've done today, like a bit of technical work on swing um, yeah. and just seeing the improvement. I think that's the the biggest thing with golf. When you when you give someone a lesson and you can see the improvement and how then happy they are, I think that's just the main Yeah, reason, I mean, I've it? had a grin on my face <laughs> most, of, most of this morning, just from right from the get-go, yeah. from the changes. And it yeah. is, it's, yeah, very rewarding for, yeah. for, for you, is, uh, but yeah. equally for the, yeah. for, the, for, the, for the person having the, the lesson. Too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so coaching is the way, the way forward. With yeah, a bit of the, yeah, the PJ stuff, if anything else happens with that, great. Yeah. But if not, you've 100%. got your you've got your yeah, sort of exactly. your sort of coaching thing. Yeah. So so just a couple of things, I suppose, just sort of round things off. Really, is, yeah. is so. What's your what what do you seem as your what's your strength as a as a player first off? As a player, oh, I'm very consistent. So um, I don't tend to miss many fairways. So um, like distance with 
consistency for me. If I'm having an off day with driver, it affects, it does affect the rest of my game because yeah. I'm so, that's my strength, you know, that's, that's it. Um, I would say short game as well. Um, pretty, I've improved that a lot over the last, say, five years, I would say. It always used to be a weakness, yeah. but now I'm pretty, I'd be pretty confident with any kind of shot. Um, yeah, so I said, am I probably it's two weeks? Uh, I, always, strings, I, I mean, yeah. I love short game and putting in my really yeah. and I, I i like the the challenge of being in some ridiculous situation where you've got to get up and down yeah i, I love yeah, just I love thinking yeah, yeah i can give that yeah, go and yeah. maybe 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 make it <laughs> yeah and, and sort of do it that way <laughs> and what about weaknesses then at the moment you said short game in that i'm sort of hearing maybe sort of the longer stuff so, no i've i've been sort, sort of consistent yeah so i'm very consistent of, i would say it's not so much like my long game would be a weakness. I would say being very picky, not hitting it close enough within 120 yards, probably. You know, that's always, you've got to give yourself a chance for birdie. I would say just looking at my um, sort of foot, foot, uh, footage from the hole and things like that, I probably don't hit it close enough with wedges. Um, and then I'm, I'm always trying to improve putting. So I've always struggled with putting. Um, I struggled a lot about month six weeks ago had a bit of a putting lesson with warren um and he really helped me and then all of a sudden just started holding everything so recently yeah. putting's actually been better but i would say my mid-range so say six to 20 feet is kind of where i'm always trying to improve just right. trying to hold yeah. more um, yeah. and like we said a minute ago your expect expectation is to hold more but when you're when you're playing at that level you have to yeah. You just, you know, yeah. you need a couple of putts to drop in a round for birdie or, or a, a par save or something. So, yeah, that's, kind of, that. yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> cool. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you for, for taking the time. Thank you for the lesson. You're welcome. Um, I will uh, we'll, we'll keep on that and yeah. um, we'll see how yeah. that goes. Let me know how you get on. Um, yeah. In terms of sort of contact, we'll put some contact details into the, into the, under the video Perfect, um, yeah. and that, and we'll amazing. do that. Yeah, and um, let's say thank you for the time welcome, and um, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. <laughs>